We're going to take communion, and, and if you don't have um, the little cup thing, whatever this is called, um, if you don't have one of those, I think there's some available back there. So if you lift your hand good and high, they'll, they'll come and bring you one maybe. Um, I say maybe. <laughs> I hope. So if you don't have one, just give a big wave and somebody will, will, uh, will come and bring you one. Um, tonight we're celebrating Thanksgiving, which is like giving thanks, right? Well, Jesus, the night that he was betrayed, he's, and he was sitting down and they were taking the Passover meal is what they were doing. They were in the upper room and they were celebrating Passover. So if you go back in your Bibles and you look at what Passover was, Passover was the celebration of Israel being released from the bondage of Egypt for over 400 years. They were slaves in Egypt. And after the 10 plagues and Moses um, saying, let my people go, um, after all that was done, the last thing they did is... That God told Moses to have the Israelites, you know, put the blood over the doorposts and on the side and over the doorposts. And then he said, take a lamb, a spotless lamb, and slay that lamb, and then eat that lamb along with unleavened bread. Incidentally, they had to eat standing up, and they had to be ready to move when they were eaten. But that was the picture of what Jesus was going to do. He was the spotless lamb the spotless Lamb of God, the one that John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So they were celebrating the fact that they, that, that night they ate that lamb and they had that blood sprinkled over the doorposts and that night the angel of death came and all the firstborn of anybody who didn't have the blood over their doorpost, their firstborn died, but anybody that had the blood on their doorposts they were passed over, so they called it the Passover. So they were celebrating Passover, and Jesus knew that he was the sacrificial lamb, the, the true lamb of God, slain, slain before the foundation of the world. He was the real thing that the lamb was the picture of. And they were eating that together. They were eating Passover, and he took bread that night that when he was, the night he was betrayed, he took that bread and he said, this is my body broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me. So his body was whipped at the, at the post. And it says that by his stripes, we were healed. He shed blood in the garden with his will and his emotions wrestling with the decision was he going to go through with this and he was so tormented it said that blood was formed on the brow so he shed his blood in the garden for our emotional and mental healing and then he shed his blood again on the cross when they drove the nails through his hands and his feet and they pierced his side and he shed his blood for the remission of our sins the not just the covering, but the washing away. It says, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. So he shed his blood for us. His body was broken for us. So he said, this was all before these things that happened. He said, this, take this. This is my body broken 
for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So let's take the bread. And Father, we thank you for the broken body of Jesus. We thank you that by his stripes we were healed. We thank you that he bore our sins in his body on a tree. That though we were dead in sin, we, be, we could become alive again through his sacrifice. So we thank you for the broken body of Jesus. You can go ahead and take the bread. Then he said, this is my blood, the blood of a new covenant. See, the old covenant was based upon your performance. See, the old covenant was based on how good you did, how well you could keep all those 600 laws. That was the old covenant. And you know what? The old covenant was there only to show that we could never keep God's laws. It was impossible. But then Jesus said, we have a new covenant, and this new covenant is in my blood. It's not a covenant in how good you can do. It's a covenant in how good Jesus did. It's an accomplished work. The price has already been paid. Jesus paid the price. He shed his blood, and he made a covenant with God in his own blood, shed his blood once and for all, not with blood of bulls and goats, not of something that has to be repeated over and over and over. He shed his blood once and for all, for all of mankind. All sins, past, present, future, was all covered with the shed blood of Jesus. He said this, and he said, this blood, this is in remembrance of me. So as we celebrate Thanksgiving, we're giving thanks for the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus. It says that through his blood, we have access to God the Father. Through his blood, our conscience is cleared from dead works. Through his blood, we have forgiveness of sins. Though your sins are as scarlet, they're as white as snow. You can't do anything good enough to get into heaven. But here's the best news of all. You can't do anything bad enough to keep you out. Somebody says, well, you don't know what I've done. Doesn't matter. You can't do anything good enough to get in, but you can't do anything bad enough to keep you out. You confess your sin to God and you make Jesus Lord of your life. And that new covenant blood washes you clean just like you've never, ever sinned. Paul the apostle who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament was standing there and ordered people to be murdered. But yet, God forgave him and made him a new man. There's thousands and thousands of people, and maybe you, who've done despicable things. Myself, things I'm not proud of, but you know, here's the thing. We're forgiven because of the blood. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new because of the blood. So we're so thankful for the blood of Jesus today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the blood that was shed once and for all to pay for our sin, to cleanse us, to make a way into your presence. Thank you for the shed blood of Jesus. The new covenant that's not based on my performance or our performance. It's based on what Jesus has already accomplished. So we thank you for your finished work in your blood. In Jesus' name, you can t go ahead and take, take the cup. Now, 
I would like us all to stand up just for 30 seconds. Stand up if you would. Now, somebody just forgave you a debt that was impossible for you to ever pay. Somebody just said, your bill is paid, your debt is paid. Those that are watching online, your debt is paid. You've been forgiven, paid in full. Let's give God a little praise. Thank you, Father. Now, you can go ahead and sit back down, but I want in your heart, I want you to continue to think in that attitude of, gosh, my bill's been paid. It's been paid. It's got a big stamp on it, paid in full. Your bill's been paid. If we're going to read Psalm 100 together, um, I hope it's on the screen, if it works. Hey, look at this, it worked. Thank you guys in the booth and Sydney and whoever else did this. Let's just read it together. We're going to all, I want all of us to read it together. We're going to read the whole psalm, Psalm 100, all right? So I'm going to kind of set the pace, but I don't want to be the only one talking. So I want you to be loud, and I want us to say this together out loud, not whisper, all right? So make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is good. Oh God, in good. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. I think that's it. His mercy endures to all generations. Now, thanksgiving is about giving thanks. I really feel very sad for atheists today. Because it's thanksgiving and they have no one to give thanks to. At least in their mind, they have convinced themselves that they have no one to give thanks to. When in reality, God is there, and he would, and he would welcome them, but the whole thing of thanksgiving is giving thanks, and if you're gonna give thanks, who do you give thanks to if you don't give thanks to God? That's why many people call it Turkey Day, which it isn't Turkey Day, it's Thanksgiving Day, and it's not just when the lions lose, because that could be any Sunday. So my point is, when the first Thanksgiving was celebrated, when the pilgrims came across, they had a very hard journey, and that first year, they spent living on their boats, and it was a harsh environment, and about half of the people died that year, and that year when harvest came, after they had, had suffered so much loss, and so many harsh things had happened, they, with the Indians, after the Indians had helped them learn how to cultivate and how to, how to survive in this culture or in this, in this environment, they had a feast together and they gave thanks to God who had kept them. For those that were still living, they thanked God that they were still living. See, 
Thanksgiving and giving thanks isn't just when things are perfect, because we all know that, as Tim referred to earlier, things aren't perfect and things have not been perfect, but you know what? God is still good. And as we give thanks tonight, and as we allow people to come forward and give testimonies tonight, because that's what this is about, this is about listening, and this is the the service of the year where y'all get to preach the sermon tonight, y'all are going to preach tonight. Whoever comes up here, we're going to have a mic over here, and Jesse's going to man this mic, and I'm going to be over here. And if you have a testimony of what you're thankful for, and it could be anything, you're thankful that God has done in your life in the last 12 months, we would like you to come forward and share that testimony, just to encourage everyone else and to give praise and thanksgiving to God. So if that's you, and you want to give a, a thanksgiving testimony... Come up to either one of these mics. I ask that you not grab a hold of the mic because that's the whole, you know, sanitization thing. Just stand there and talk into it. And uh, give your name, who you are. Doesn't have to be first, last, and social security number or anything. Just your first name is fine. And what you're thankful for. And if we can keep the testimonies limited, limited to a couple minutes, that would be best. We all, we all are glad that you had God do something in your life in 1968, but we don't need to hear about it for 30 minutes, okay? So a couple minutes, I'm being, I'm, I'm being mean right now, I know, but a couple minutes, and that way we can get about 15 people up here in the, in the whole process of time, and uh, we can really have a good time giving thanks to God together and remembering what God has done over the past year. Because although it's been tough, I had COVID. It was no fun. I was down for the count for a couple, over a couple weeks. And it was not pretty. But you know what? I'm well today. I'm thankful that I'm well. I'm thankful. Okay? My whole family got COVID. <laughs> Everybody. We're all, we were like quarantined together. I said, we never ate dinners, never ate so many meals together in our whole life, I don't think. Um, so you can always find something good in the middle of a bad situation. And like Tim referred to earlier, watching his son and spending more time with his family. So um, if that's you and you would like to give thank- a Thanksgiving testimony to God, I want you to come forward now and just come forward and I'll be here. Jesse will be there and we'll, uh, we'll kind of do the line so we're going to move this remember to tell us your woo, hello tell us your name and uh, what you're thankful for go ahead I'm Christy um, I don't know what I'm thankful for I'm thankful that God has given me time with himself this year uh, an intimate relationship with him and that when I put him first in my life everything else fell back into place I've lost 100 plus pounds Wow. I'm down 10 pant sizes. I got pictures. Thank you. Yeah. Give God the glory. I had problems with fear so bad that I was diagnosed with schizophrenia. It's a brain disorder. Um, I received the healing from Jesus and it's manifesting. He set me free from depression and fear and uh, schizophrenia. He's given me a change in mindset from negative to positive. Um, I have a verse for that one. It's Philippians 4, verse 8. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, things that are of good report, 
If there be any virtue and there be any praise, think on these things. God's filled me with joy. He's given me his love and a message to share. I had a blood test done for TSH and prolactin, and it came back as normal when it hadn't been. Uh, I'm able to walk and run and bike. Uh, before I couldn't, I, I couldn't run or bike. I've been walking very limited. Um, I had memory loss from a medicine I was taking, and now I'm able to memorize scripture. Uh, and I thank God for all his love. I give him all the credit for everything he has done. I'm grateful to Jesus for all he's given me. Yeah. Thank you, God, for the victory we have Awesome. Wow. She just set the bar high. Wow. God did a complete makeover on you. Spirit, soul, and body. All to, boom, just like that. Wow. Go ahead, Nate. Hi, I'm Nathan. Last year, I went through a long season of, of the severe depression and hopelessness. I remember I woke up one morning, and I remember what Jesus said in a, pas in, in a passage in the book of Matthew. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I'll give you rest. So I got on my hands and knees, prayed, prayed, said, okay, Jesus, I take you at your word. I believe your promises. And I felt a weight lifted from my shoulders. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You may feel like no, nobody knows what you're going through, but Jesus spent 33 years on this earth as a man. He knows exactly what you're going through. There are times when, he's, when God feels like he's billions of miles away, but in reality, he lives in the very fabric of your heart. He's not, he's, wow. he's that close. Wow, good job. Thank you, Nathan. Come on, somebody. Come on, here we, come on, somebody. Come up here. There we go. Looks like she beat you up here, so we're good. Go ahead. Thank you for those. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, hi, I'm Ginger. Um, I'm going to try to just keep it short, but it's more like a two-year testimony. So um, <clears throat> so last year I was here, and I think it might be you. Um, a pastor gave a, um, a prophetic word about um, at the end when we were leaving that, you know, this year, which would be 2018, started out really hard. For a particular person, and um, I don't know who that was for, but it was definitely for me. And he said that God is going to have a surprise for you in 2019. So, um, and then, so that was pretty cool. Um, I knew that was for me. 2018 started out really bad. I let somebody come live with me. Um, first of all, I'm a, a single mom of five kids, and I was trying to make ends meet, and I thought she could live with me, and then. You know, we could both work and take care of the kids, but um, she didn't end up being somebody that I wanted to be living with. And uh, she, I mean, I have compassion for her. She's my cousin, but she, like, started to OD and do drugs and stuff. So it was just kind of a big, a big mess, you know, having my kids there. So um, so that's how it started out bad. So anyway, 2018, I was here. Um, the car I had had no heat at the time. I had, like, electric heating blankets for my kids and you know, the cigarette lighters in the old car that I had just to come to church or go anywhere through the winter. And uh, I was working third shift. And uh, so I didn't know what that surprise was going to be. But um, after the tax return in 2019, I was able to get a, a, a good vehicle. 
So, praising God on that. Um, I got a Honda. And, um, but, um, and then uh, that summer, um, I had been trying to start a business, and um, there's an organization called Michigan Women Forward in Grand Rapids, and I, I won. I was a finalist in this competition for this business I was hoping to start um, out of like 300 businesses. So that was pretty cool. So there was, um, I was uh, one of four who had won. Uh, but um, so that was in the summer. And then right before I was starting to prepare for that competition, I got in a major car accident and broke my knee. And um, so, but I still just was on my crutches and I finished that competition. I didn't win. I was fourth. I didn't get any money. That was last fall, but that was kind of good because had I started a business and with COVID, I, I, it was a business with children, so it wouldn't have, it would not have gone well. Um, so I was thankful for that. Um, so I feel like the surprise was that particular business. But anyway, so <clears throat> I, I've been struggling for a long time during this period, uh, being divorced for two years at that time, trying to provide for my kids and not get money for my parents, which is annoying. <laughs> But um, then, uh, so after my accident, it's so funny because I had just finished my um, disability insurance for my job nine days before my accident. So it was only a period of nine days where I would have had no money to having, you know, everything paid for that I needed during that time when I wasn't working. Amen. And then God came and he gave me a, a, a nicer vehicle for probably worth like twice as much. And uh, with that settlement money, so that was awesome. And um, <clears throat> so then, this year, um, I came to church at the beginning of the year, and uh, um, I was really stressed about money. And here at church one night, um, a group um, said they want to pray for me, this couple, because they felt that on me. And I said, okay, and so they prayed for me. And then the very same week, somebody in church said, um, you know, God's really going to be here for you this year. He's really going to be there for you. And that was 2020. And I was like, awesome. You know? <laughs> but, um, you know, I didn't know exactly how awesome, you know, God was going to be. So then um, COVID, so I'm working more and um, able to make money. I was able to take my kids on a vacation this past summer, which, you know, that I could pay for um, up to Mackinac. And that was awesome. And I was like, okay, I got money now or at least enough. We can, I think I can do this. I think we can get by. So I wanted to budget it. So I signed up for the financial freedom class and we just finished it a couple weeks ago. And I started the class and they're saying, yes, you know, um, God's going to bless. He's going to honor your commitment that you signed up for this class and, you know, trying to get your money and your budgeting together. And I was like, I'm ready. You know, I'm excited. And um, so then two weeks in, my friend calls me from Atlanta. She says, do you want a job? I said, yes. <laughs> I wasn't looking for a job. I wasn't asking. I didn't, I was a ship shopper. I still sort of am, but that, you know, at that time. And um, so God gives me this job that's like as much money as I've ever made. And I work from home and like basically it's $20,000 more a year. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> So, um, so anyway, I'm like, you know, and, and I didn't get paid for like three weeks, but God brought me groceries and I mean, I didn't ask for anything and brought me all these things I didn't ask for. And, and to top it all off, um, 
I fell in love with somebody, so it's pretty cool too. <laughs> so anyway, my next door neighbor. <laughs> My name is Carrie. I just wanted to say that I am very thankful for um, so many things from God. Um, one of them is his love um, and his help and healing in my heart. Um, through the years, I went through very painful things, and he was always my help. He's always been my help um, and healing in my heart, a lot of healing in my heart that I'm grateful for and thankful for. I'm just really thankful for him always being with me and helping me. And this church, by the way. Hi, my name is Andrews, and I just wanted to say that I'm thankful for that I've been given the Spirit. God has been giving me the Spirit to... Well, see him. I, in my dreams, I've been seeing him. I've been seeing the battle. I've been seeing that I've been in the front of the army. That's what I'm thankful for. God bless you all. Jesus loves the children, doesn't he? Nice. Yeah. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to do this tonight. I was going to sit in a pew and listen to everybody else. About 6 o'clock, I was putting my stuff in the oven, and it came to me. I got to get to church. So I made it here. I thought I was just going to sit there and listen to everybody else. But the Holy Spirit has been moving me. to share with you what he has done in my life. Excuse me. I, I was raised in a Christian family, and I thought I was pretty hot stuff, pretty religious guy. I had not surrendered my life to Jesus, and I tried to do it all by myself, and I failed miserably. I was addicted to alcohol, to sex, my life was a mess, and I kept trying to do it on my own. There was this Bible that was sitting in my bookcase that I had used in the past. It had my name on it. And I kept looking at that thing. And it, for some reason, the Holy Spirit just kept penetrating my mind to pick it up. So I went, and I picked it up, and I started reading his word. I started praying, and I surrendered my life to him. And he has been just doing miraculous things in my life. There's not a day to, that goes by that he doesn't show up. You know, I'm thinking, I was not worthy of a thing. In fact, I am so grateful tonight for God's grace that would take a sinner like me and give me salvation. I, I just can't say praise enough to Jesus for that. Yeah. So I'm, I still struggle. 
you know what? There's a spiritual warfare going on in my life, but I'm going to beat it with Jesus. We're going to overcome. Even though there's daily struggles for me and I have to keep surrendering every day, he's there. And he's given me the assurance that he loves me and cares for me. I just want to praise his name. Hallelujah. Hi, happy Thanksgiving. Um, my name is Pam. When I first walked into the service, I'm going to get emotional, sorry. When I walked into this room, I had these flashbacks because my wedding was in this room. And my daughter turned one it was two weeks after her birthday and I was four months pregnant and he told me he wanted a divorce. My kids are now 18 and 19. I've raised them by myself. Um, so walking in this room <laughs> to this year, I can finally say I forgave him. Um, <laughs> but that wasn't even what I was going to come up here to say. <laughs> um, I went through a lot of depression, anxiety, panic attacks, job losses. I've had to reinvent myself three different times. I was a police officer for almost two decades, got hurt on the job, had three back surgeries, lost my job. Um, started over again. I was in a car accident four years ago. I had a brain injury. By the time I got to the hospital, I thought I was gonna be paralyzed on the right side. I couldn't sign my name memory loss. I couldn't even speak a sentence. Words would be in my head, but they wouldn't come out. Um, during that time, I just was in bed a lot because every time my head hurt, I had to sleep. I was off work for quite a while. Put on more weight, hit menopause at the same time, put on more weight. <laughs> Nothing worked to get my weight off. This year, I um, found a system that worked for me. I've dropped almost 50 pounds, not 100, but 50. Okay, awesome. <laughs> um, this program that I found, it's not just weight loss. It teaches healthy weight, healthy mind, yeah. healthy finances, and the healthy mind transformation is so much bigger than the visual transformation, and that's what's allowed me to forgive this year. And I'm serving at church, so... I'm tithing more than I've ever tithed before. Um, and I'm now an independent health coach paying it forward. So, yeah. Thank you. My name is Jack, and um, it's been more than a month now, but um, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and he gave me a Bible verse and it says from the heart of the Father and that I would be going through some things and I would not be burned up or and that God would be with me and um, I've learned in that that number one you have an enemy <laughs> and number two you have a protector and it got pretty graphic um, right afterwards um, on the Sunday I read ran in here and then while we were having service my legs got weak and I didn't know what that was about 
And so, you know, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. On Monday, though, um, things started to change. Um, you pour water in this end, and it comes out the other end. And um, that happened a lot. Um, I went at that night then. I got up from the bathroom, and then I fell. And I, didn't, I thought I was laying down. I remembered, oh, I got to lay down. I'm starting to feel faint. And I remember laying down. But then I woke up in a pool of blood. <laughs> so apparently I did not lay down. <laughs> apparently I fell down. And um, then I stuck my tongue out and it went out underneath my lip. And I thought, what happened? And I didn't know. And so I, I looked at myself and what a mess. And so what happens, I wound up uh, going to uh, St. Mary's over here getting stitches. And I had been fasting and stuff like that for the elections, things like that. So, you know, so, you know, you just wonder if some of that is all ties into it, you know, what was happening to me. So anyways, you do the thing you always do. You know, you drink water, you drink your stuff. Well, about Thursday, um, things weren't going well at all. My heart was skipping all over the place. I didn't have a, I didn't have a heart rhythm that was normal anymore. And that's pretty unusual for me. And so then... I thought, you know, this is not good. So I go back in the emergency. They threw the blood test on me, and they said, your electrolytes are all messed up, which makes sense. So just pouring water through myself. So they sent me to St. Mary's Hospital. So I'm in a hospital, and they're checking me out, and they're tripping the bags in, and they're getting my heart. And about 12 hours later, everything is, is great. But then the nurse comes in, and he says, uh, I got some bad news for you. Or for everybody. He says, you have COVID. I thought, and I've only been sick five times in my life. I've had measles, mumps, chicken pox, and the flu twice. That's it. And so what happens is nobody expects that of me, and certainly not myself. And they didn't either. I had no cough. I had no fever. None of that stuff. So anyways, they stuck me in another room. And I got weaker and weaker. Extremely weak, extremely fast. And so I didn't have the normal breathing problems anybody else had. But I had tremendous weakness. And I got to the point with very shortly that I was thinking, I got to tell people where things are. I have to, <laughs> and I have to, because this isn't, this can't go on. And so what happened is um, I did that, <clears throat> and customer stuff and everything else, because I figured the following day I'm not gonna be able to do anything, which is correct. So the following day, they sent in a, a doctor. Um, looked like he's from Africa, and he certainly had a thick accent. And they said, this is um, a infectious disease doctor. And so he's talking to me. He says, um, there's an experimental drug I'd like you to take. And I'm thinking, he's talking to me about experimental drug. He's thinking like I'm feeling, and he's not thinking things are going very well either. And so what happens is I decided, I says, well, what, is it going to help or things like that? He says, hey, you'll feel better in a, in a day or two. From where I was at, I was thinking that <laughs> that'll sound like logical. Well, I took the, I took the drug. And by nightfall, I was angry with people, and I was telling them, they, you have me on your Auschwitz diet, and I'm going to die from starvation here. I did not know at the time that that was a reaction from what they had given me. And so what ha happens is they gave me a menu. The doctor said, yeah, okay, let him. And so I did. I was so weak that I couldn't hardly chew. It took me a long time to eat. And I, that's how tremendously weak I was. Um, he's right. I got better quite soon. Um, the monitors didn't like me because at night my heart normally runs at 40. 
and um, so they got used to that, but I wasn't, there was something going on in my lungs, we don't know what it was, but that my oxygen levels went low. So what happens is after a couple of days, that was good, I'm thinking, man, glad to be out of this, I'm back, and I'm thinking, that's over. Um, no, it actually wasn't over. What happened is um, you're very weak after you get done with the COVID, and I'm a runner, and so I go out running. And there was a place where it was a miracle that happened to me before my knees a long time ago. So I wanted to run that same route, which I was doing. And I cross 28th Street, where I normally do, wait for the light to turn and everything else. I go across 28th Street, I get hit by a pickup truck. And um, so I'm in uh, most of the way across to get hit. I get knocked over onto the curb. And I'm just spinning and I hit, hit the curb. And what happens is I see the fact when I see the truck, I, I don't know why I turn. I turn like this, I see roll headlights right here. I thought, too late, you know, you just bang, and there you are. Um, and so I spin over and I land on the side where I can see the back of the truck. He slows down for a second and he takes off. And so I'm laying there, I don't know what to do, but you know, I'm laying there and I'm wondering, how come I'm not feeling any pain? Then you, you're sitting there, you're expecting pain, and there isn't any. And so anyways, people, guys stopped to help me and stuff like that, so I called the police and everything else, got the police report, anybody wants to see any of this stuff, you can see. So anyways, um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to continue my run, so I did. <laughs> so... Then, I'm thinking, okay, this is good. A few days later, I'm running again. I go to the same corner. I go across there, only I'm smart this time. I'm going to look behind me. And sure enough, car goes around the corner. He does not stop or look at me. So I go back. And I'm thinking, oh, this is enough of this. And so I go back to the other side. I'm not going to be smart. I'm going to go to the other side. So I go to the other side. Now people have to look at you while you're, you know, across the street. Another pickup truck only instead of a red one's a white one. And, and there's yellow pickup truck. She's looking, and what happens, the light turns. I go, I'm a little bit scared. I go a little bit again, and all of a sudden, she turns, and I can't believe it. She's coming right at me. Fortunately, I'm closer to the curb. And so I'm running backwards like this with my arms out, which misses me about 18 inches. I'm thinking, what? you know, this is crazy. And then, um, so now I'm thinking, do I got to finish this run? I can finish the run. So I did. A few days later, um, I'm taking somebody um, somewhere for... You know, and what happened, I'm in the car, I get an expressway, um, the one by Chicago Drive and whatever. I get on that, it merges in the left lane, somebody's letting me in, so I pull the thing. I'm going down, it sticks to the floor. And so now I can't really slow down that well, or otherwise I'm going to cause a wreck. So I'm dragging the brakes, they get over the side, stuff like that, slow down enough with the brakes. Fortunately, they're smelling really bad, but they didn't slow me down. I get off in the repair lane, I turn it off. So then after that, I look, you know, I'm going to turn it back up. The accelerator's up now. And you, I couldn't pull it off the floor with my foot. And so therefore, I thought, well, I don't know what's going to happen. So I start the engine. Everything is fine. And so what happens, the Lord's been pretty graphic lately that <laughs> he'll protect me against any kind of an attack. And he sure did. And I, I don't know what, why the person really felt that they should give me that note. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> what they said happened and so hopefully this is over so anyways that's what i'm that's it good evening uh for those who don't know me i'm pastor daniel and i get to help 
minister to people online. There's a bunch of you guys in here, but there's a whole bunch of people who've been watching and joining in online, and they've been sharing that God is moving with people who couldn't make it in the building as well. We had uh, several people who go, you know what? I got a job this year. When everyone thing looked like it was going down, I got a job. I had sales. I had, another one had debt forgiven. Uh, another one had everyone was giving her quotes for seven to ten thousand dollars for work that needed to be done and she's like that's that's too much and she prayed and ended up with someone coming back and going oh i'll do it for fifteen hundred dollars and then anna said this she said in february she found out that her son's ears were almost filled with fluid so he needed tubes his adenoids and tonsils out we prayed and then in may we went back to check it before his surgery and the doctor said his ears and tonsils and adenoids were perfect and no surgery was needed so god's doing awesome awesome things hi i'm audrey um I am a babysitter for three kids. Um, there's three, three and under. Um, the youngest one is six months. I've been babysitting them for two years. Um, it's been such an honor to actually pour into them because they are, I mean, every one of us as children of God are warriors. Um, and they're definitely little warriors. And uh, something I started doing when I started babysitting them was telling them who they were. And it, um, as children of God, it started out just when they were sleeping. And then the oldest one, Hazel, I started having to repeat after me who she is, um, specifically in times when she's upset, but even in those good times, reminding her who she is. And um, it's been so cool to watch as she says who she is, that she responds to it. So when she says, I, I have peace, if she's hyperventilating, she calms down instantly. When she says, I have joy, she starts laughing. When she says, I am bold, she stands a little taller. When she says, I'm brave, she's, she's brave. When she says, I'm chosen and I'm worthy, she just matches that. And it was so cool to see how this three-year-old, now three-year-old, just totally puts aside everything else. And it's like Miss Audrey said, that this is who I am, so this is who I will be. And she says, I'm fearless, I'm fearless, and I'm not going to be afraid. And she's not afraid. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, and it's just, it was so cool. And um, I started babysitting uh, the six-month-old when he was four weeks old, and I was super curious because I wanted to know if a child as close to newborn as can be would recognize who they were. And so I had him just in front of me, and I just was like, Brooks, this is who you are. And I started to tell him, and he got the biggest grin on his face, and he laughed, and he actually had tears rolling down his cheeks as I told him who he was, and I couldn't finish, and there was just this moment when I was looking him in the eyes, and I could see who he was, not as just a small child, but I could see his very being, and we just were staring at each other, and he just had tears streaming down his cheek, and and just laughing and smiling. And he grabbed my finger and he squeezed it. And I was like, this kid knows who he is. And it was so cool to see them just totally, like Hazel knows the power of Jesus before she's ever learned the stories of Jesus. At two years old, she knew God was more real than the food she was eating and the chair she was standing on. And no one ever told her. She asked me, Audrey, is God real? And I said, yes. And I was like, Hazel, is God real? And she said, well, yes, Miss Audrey, he's more real than the chair I'm standing on and the food I'm eating. And I just about dropped the dishes because I was like, no one's ever taught you that. <laughs> and 
And it was to watch it all play out before me. This child who cried when I offered to give her a Band-Aid after we prayed over her because Jesus healed her. No, I don't want a Band-Aid. Jesus healed me. And she knows the power of Jesus. She prays over me. She prays over her family. Dad comes home, hurt his knee. Be healed in Jesus' name and goes on her way. And knees healed. And to take all of that into my own life, to go, when God says, when Daddy God says, baby girl, you're bold. And I don't feel like it. I keep reminding myself of those moments with Hazel where she goes, Miss Audrey said I'm bold, so I'm bold. Whatever I feel, that's not who I am. And to take that into my life as a child of God, to take everything that the Lord says I am, to take it and walk in it. I cannot tell you the amount of fruit, the amount of life, the amount of testimony that's come from there. I've been doing things that I've been made to do that are things that I would never have walked into had I not first started and walked out who God says I am, because I would have never believed God. So, yeah. Hi, uh, my name is David, and uh, about 15 years ago, I was diagnosed with a terminal illness called uh, Huntington's disease. It runs my family. Mother died of it, grandfather, my brother's got it bad. and. Um, my neurologist said that I'd be in pretty bad shape in five to seven years. And, uh, you know, to make a long story short, uh, we found this church that does a healing service. And uh, Pastor Dwayne prayed over me, be healed in Jesus' name. And I feel like a 20-year-old. So, God, thank you. Woo! Yeah! Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and forever. God bless you all. Thank you for this church. Thank you for all. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Yeah! 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 so joyful and so grateful to the pastors, to Jesus. Jesus is here. He's in the house. He's in us. He's in our minds. We can hear him. He wants us to talk to him. He wants that intimate communion with him. That's why I think the pastors are so wonderful because they just, they just love the Lord and he loves us. And that little guy, it was what I was going to say that I didn't believe my whole life uh, that Jesus loved me because I've been abused all kinds of ways and I just would question God. And this year, he tapped me on the shoulder. He said, stop looking at the problem. Stop looking at, you know, the other people. Stop trying to figure it out. Just look at me and my perfect love. And I turned around, whether it's repentance, it was his initiation. And he just wants all of us just to look at him, soak in his perfect love. It drives out fear. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, church. Thank you, pastor. Praise God. As we, as we close tonight, I want, if you would, if everyone would just close your eyes just for a moment, I want to give an opportunity. As all these wonderful people have given their testimonies of what Jesus has done in their lives and how as they turned their life to him and surrendered their life to him and allowed him to lead them that he turned what was maybe awful situations and he turned them into their deliverance and he turned them into other good things because he can turn the worst situations into a, into a positive 
He can turn it around and work it around for our good. It says in Romans 8, 28. So today, as I declared earlier, you can't do anything good enough to be saved and you can't do anything bad enough that would prevent you from being saved. I'll reference the thief on the cross that when he looked at, he had a thief over on one side and a thief on the other and Jesus in the middle and and when the one thief was, was yelling at Jesus and saying, if you're really the son of God, get us out of here. The other one said, don't you even fear God? We deserve to be here on the cross. This man has done nothing. And then the thief said something very important. He said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said a very powerful thing to him. He said, today, you'll be with me in paradise. Because all three of them were going to die that day. They were on a cross. They were all three going to die. But Jesus said to the one thief, today you'll be with me in paradise. That thief didn't have any time to do anything. He didn't have time to share his faith. He didn't have time to help a little old lady across the street. He didn't have time to do anything. But yet, his recognition of Jesus as Lord was the only thing he could do. And as he did that, Jesus assured him of his salvation. That tells us that that's the, that's the criteria of salvation. Whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. So today, if, you've, if you don't know if you're, if, if you're saved, if you don't know that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, if you don't know that today, if you were to, if you were to pass today from, from life to death, from this life to the next, if you don't know that you would go to heaven, I want to give you some good news. You can know today, and that is simply by acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord and surrendering your life to him. And if that's you and you say, I want to surrender my life to Jesus today, I want you to just lift your hand right where you are. We'll pray with you right where you are. I'd love to pray with anyone who who says, yeah, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. Surrender, all in. All right. I see that. Thank you. Let's all pray together. I see that hand. Thank you. Let's all pray together. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I acknowledge I've sinned. And I don't deserve salvation. But Jesus died for me. And he shed his blood to pay for my sin. So I receive forgiveness as a gift from you and I make Jesus Lord of my life. I surrender my life to you. Lead me and guide me and I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name, amen.